0: Welcome to the Jay Martin Show. If you're new to the show, my name is Jay. I'm an investor. I'm here looking for the smartest home for my cash. If that sounds like you, then I think you're going to like what we do here. My guest today is Henrik Zeberg of the Zeberg Report. And I wanted to have Henrik back on because he has a very bearish take near term on the gold price after we just hit all time highs. And then a quick pullback. I wanted to get Henrik's take on what he sees in the pipe. So. Fascinating conversation might rile some of you up if you're bullish on gold right now, but it's very important to hear the counter argument to your investment thesis. Before we jump in, I'm hosting a conference, a very large conference in Vancouver, British Columbia on January 21st and 22nd. It's called the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. Over 60 keynote speakers, over 300 junior mining companies, over 6,000 investors, and one of them should be you. Check out cambridgehouse.com to get all the information and pick yourself up a ticket, general admission, right there, all access. But if you really want to do this conference in style, pick up a VIP pass. The VIP pass gets you exclusive best seats in the house at our speaker hall, in our speaker hall, hosted lunches on each day, a special breakfast session with myself and a handful of close friends like Rick Rule from the sector to walk through our investment framework for 2024 and a very coveted ticket to the keynote speaker cocktail event on Sunday night. That's January 22nd. So if you want to meet rick rule or danielle dimartino booth or grant williams ronnie Stouffer-Lay, uh matthew Pippenberg, brent johnson on and on and on eb tucker like i said it's a huge roster then get yourself a vip ticket join me at the cocktail reception with all these keynote speakers they'd be stoked to meet you cambridgehouse.com for all that information but here is henrik zeberg enjoy all right here i am with henrik zeberg henrik it's great to have you back in the program good to see you
1: good to see you and thanks for having me back in
0: okay so before I hit record I fired over a question to you uh, a handful of questions one of them was what macro themes are you most focused on right now what you told me was the blow off top right before a deteriorating economy so let's use that as a jump off point if you could elaborate on that statement for me and then I'm just going to pull on some threads so take it away
1: Okay, so, uh, well, yes, um, I think the blow off top is starting to show, or at least people are starting to see that we, are, we, we have a, uh, something quite different with, uh, the what, what, what it seemed to be in the beginning of the year. I think people were very, very uh, hesitant to, uh, to see what the market was starting to, to do, uh, putting in a bottom in, um, in October of '22, and then starting to work its way, some of the resistance. And now we see strong, strong uh, rally in the NASDAQ, and we've seen that all year. Um, and we yeah, Nasdaq and S and P and what else have we? So um, and we also are now starting to see the rotation into uh, to 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 altcoins. Uh, first, we have Bitcoin also moving up high, uh, and all this is is part of the blow off top that I see. I don't think it stops here. I think we are going to see much more, um, much higher levels levels coming. So this is 100 percent in line with what I've said all, all yeah the last year. Um, and uh, and we but we were what we also see is that we have all the normal signs of the business cycle. Uh, getting long in its tooth, meaning that it's uh, we we have the signals that actually um, tells us that we will have a recession coming next year, um, and and it, so everything is normal. I mean, we 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 <laughs> we have the enthusiasm now because people think that the Fed has uh, manufactured uh, a new um you know b- new bull market that will just continue. But what we actually have is the last gasp of uh you know of rally here, which will just be extreme this time around. Uh, before we actually run, uh, fall into a recession, and it's going to be bad. So, I mean, to me, it's it's playing out exactly as I've been laying it out on, on Twitter over the last year.
0: So to summarize, when you say the blow off top, yeah, you're referring to uh, NASDAQ kind of ripping right now, S&P doing very well, uh, Bitcoin climbing, altcoins also climbing. I mean, gold hit an all-time high as recently as a week ago. This is on the back of... People believing that the Fed has harnessed the soft landing narrative and there might be cuts coming next year. Or what do you think is get behind the motivation of this blow off top for me in the various asset classes, if you could?
1: Sure. So um, when we look at all the risk assets, which, which will be the crypto, Bitcoin, will be um, equities. Um, so the, everybody were, were scared, afraid of what we saw with inflation inflation peaking last year and uh, and people thinking okay this is going to bring us into a recession and people were calling for that recession already last year um but um you know then then the fed stepped in and they were very hawkish and people now think exactly as you say that they have manufactured this soft landing um but that's wrong i mean what we're going to see what we see right now the what seems to be the light at the end of the tunnel is actually the the, the freight train coming against us and uh, it's a normal business cycle in the way that we we see that um inflation moves up as the economy really starts to get going which was last year this time it was brought about by you know artificial stimulus and uh, you know very much so indeed i mean there was a lot of stimulus coming out after the corona uh into an economy that was not really ready for it because you had the supply chain issues with with corona which means that it brought about inflation spiking up higher so this was the uh the situation we had last year and then when when things are starting to cool off again, uh, which has nothing to do really with with the uh, with the Fed, it has to do with the dynamic effects of the economy. That when there is a demand, there will be a supply. That's how the economy works. Because you know people will build their capacities and so on. So everybody was doing well during that. You know the spike in uh, in the economy, a uh, spike in the in the business cycle and 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 what we see now is simply just the um you know the other side of that, because then the demand does not come back. Everybody's now sitting and waiting for that demand to come back in the economy, but it doesn't because it was brought about by the uh, artificial in- uh, stimulus. so so what we see now is that when as inflation comes down, people start to think, oh, okay, so now we're back in in you know the sub two percent or the two percent inflation rate will come soon, and everything will be fine. Uh, and that's why I think you know, see, you'll see a lot of uh, people starting to flock into equities and to, to risk assets. Um, what that was what I called, and that is what we have seen. Um, and we will see rates coming down strongly. But what I said there is that they people do not understand that Titanic has actually has hit the the iceberg. The spike in the inflation has created the higher le- yields level, the high rates, which have caused you know tremendous havoc in uh, in you know in ordinary people's lives in their you know, in in their mortgages and so on, because people are now holding back on on in demand. So the demand that everybody's sitting and waiting for is not going to come because people are actually spending it on mortgages and and, and interest rates that have gone up so far, so uh, so high. So uh, so this is the, the the cycle. It just takes time, and that's what people do not understand. So when inflation goes up like that, it's not like it will bring us into a recession immediately. Actually, it's a sell sign that we the, the inflation is running hot. The problem is that when it cools off, and what's then happening, and especially with the Fed coming in and being way, way too hawkish on this, uh, and they, and they have you know made this even the, the next coming thing that I see in terms of the disinflation and the deflation that I see next year, much, much worse by by their acts, the, the action that they've you know done.
0: So okay, so a couple of things there. if we continue to see restrained demand. Largely in, in tandem with people being handcuffed by higher rates, you know, mortgage payments. There's a lot of houses, uh, for example, in Canada that are now in reverse amortization. So with every payment they make on their mortgage, uh, the money they owe actually goes up because they're not even covering their interest right now. So a lot of adjustments being made. Uh credit card delinquencies, new credit card application rejections hitting all-time highs, lots of data points like this. That's would that be supportive though of the fed then responding with rate cuts as powell hinted at in his last meeting do you, do you follow that narrative do you think that's what's in the pipe or what are your thoughts henrik
1: well 100 but that's that's i mean and that doesn't come as a surprise i mean that's what okay. they always do but but again yeah. we have to believe there are people that believe in the fed that they will actually be able to then manufacture a soft landing but as i said titanic has hit the iceberg and that's Still, what people do not understand that. The, the the economy is so much bigger housing market labor market and so on than what the Fed can 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 get in and, and actually just you know uh, uh bolsters uh, in terms of you know just l- l- putting more liquidity in the market so the problem is simply that the economy rolls over now slowly. And the Fed will go in and start their cuts, but as we know, the moment that they start to cut the the rates is the moment also when the economy really starts to deteriorate, because that's because we we, we see the slowdown has deteriorated or the, has progressed as far as it has.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean that's the other side of this, right? You you know one of the fastest rate heights in history, but it takes took a couple quarters for people to begin feeling that pain. Now they're feeling it, same on the on the other side. So what do you do with your portfolio in that scenario? Talk to me about where you've got cash right now. Let, let's maybe start with uh, an asset that we spoke about at our last interview um, and you were quite bearish on the gold price. Now gold just hit all-time highs, pulled back quite quickly, immediately after. What's your take on 2024 gold price, Henrik?
1: But I think, I, you know, people are, are you know, that's that's one of the calls where I've, you know, said that we're going to see much, much, much lower prices. And people say, well, actually, now it went to all time highs. And I said, so Henrik must be wrong. Actually, I'm, I don't think I'll be wrong. I mean, I, I think what we're going to see is now that the, the whole deflationary bust will start to develop. The first part of that will be disinflation, which will be good for the economy. Um, but For as we get further down the road, that then we'll start to see that cash will actually become the the, the most critical thing here, and that's where gold we 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 will see gold as come in and and actually become a, uh, you know, um, you know, an asset that you will sell off actually to get liquidity. Actually, what you saw also during uh, before the financial crisis or into the financial crisis from March of 2008 until September of 2008, while, while the economy was actually shrinking and you went into the recession, you saw gold actually plummeting. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correct, we're going to see the recession set in by April, May next year. That means that gold is into the period now where it may, I think it has topped out here, but it may move just a slight high, but I don't think it will. Um, and then it's going to plummet. I think it's going to, I mean, 1250 is, um is, is is what I see as a minimum, uh, or not a minimum, actually, but the, as a, the highest price that it should absolutely reach. I mean, because I could see lower prices also, but 1250 at least. Uh, and I still could say also that we could we could move below a thousand dollars, but but let's say the twelve fifty still, um, and and people still start to th- you know have this idea that gold is a safe haven. You need to move into that when the economy starts to do badly. Well, they have to think why you say that. It's because it's actually you know pr- ensures to liquidity the moment where you actually need liquidity. That's why gold is good to hold. Uh, gold is good in the way when when you start to see stagflation, which I think we'll see even further down the road. Uh, so I'm the greatest gold bull at that point, but at this point here, with an shrinking economy and a recession coming out next year, no, I'm not. I would not be holding gold. So what I'll hold. But now, until the blow off top is over and done, I hold uh, small caps at this point. A lot of it, uh, I hold the uh, old coins at this point. I think the old season has just started. Uh, I think we, uh, I hold uh, Bitcoin miners uh, and so on, and so forth. And I also have some uh, some bonds uh, now, GLT and German bonds as well, because I start to I think we've seen the the top in rates as well. So so these this is the uh, the portfolio that I hold at this moment. I am surprised
0: that you are so. Yes, in any sort of financial crisis, anything that can catch a bid gets sold. Gold is an option on liquidity, so when people need cash, gold gets sold every time. That's why you typically see U.S. dollar up, gold down. Um, However, you're holding Bitcoin miners and altcoins, so you have a reverse thesis on Bitcoin. Is that correct?
1: Uh, No, it's it's more about the the sequence of things. So what do you mean? I I mean, in terms of I, I see that coming into the crisis again when does the crisis begin and when and what kind of crisis are we seeing so right now i don't think the the economy has not come to the point where we are actually seeing a deterioration we see that the labor market is still strong we see the initial claims are still in you know, a low historically low we see the nfp numbers are not you know getting critical we don't see the empl- unemployment rate are, are spiking up yet uh, but we will get there But I think the, the next three to four months here is going to be explosive because people will buy into the narrative of the soft landing. So what I'm saying is that this is a very, very short uh, timeframe we've got. This is one of the, the things into a, uh, you know, a top that will be not be, be seen for, for a long time again. And the kind of move that we can see there is similar to what we saw into the 2000 top also in the, in the NASDAQ on the NASDAQ. So, so again, it's about the timeline of this. The next five, let's say three, four, five maximum months. I'm um, very, very bullish risk assets, including Bitcoin, including crypto, including um, yeah, Bitcoin miners and, 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 and small caps. But then, coming after that, then I mean, dollar is the only game there. Dollar and and TLTs, and uh, you know, holding American bonds at that point is is a good thing as uh, for a European as myself. So, um, so so that's the play there. Um, and it'll be nothing. Uh, it'll be completely like what we saw ne- last time in during the financial crisis or before the financial crisis. Um, you'll have you know, gold will 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 do badly. Risk assets will do badly, and you'll hold. You need to hold dollar and and TLTs.
0: Okay. Okay got it got it all right so we're looking at a three to five month explosive top this blow off top continues have an exposure to some of those risk assets like bitcoin miners um you know makes sense if you're going to expect that rally you'll be what what will you be watching though henrik to know that it's time for you to make your exit and i imagine this before we get to that walk me through the details of your small cap portfolio so what's in there and are you, you're treating that similarly it sounds like
1: um so uh, in details that you in terms of the different assets or the different equities i got there I mean, uh, yeah I, I, like different, different industries variety of different small of, of small caps that i've seen i think that have been uh, you know uh, been beaten down you know tremendously i i have been holding uh you know, Palantir also as one that I think is uh, that's an, uh, that an asset and I actually got that in around 12 on that one and it's, you know, it's doing, you know, nicely as well. So, so there is, there are many there. It's just, uh, you know, um, but, but in terms of your second part of the question, what was that?
0: What are you going to look for to know that it's time to exit oh, yeah. these Sorry. risk positions?
1: Sure. First of all, um, there will be a technical side to what, what I do. So there are some Fibonacci extensions that I look to for for the NASDAQ, for the S&P, and so on and so forth. I will be looking to that. First of all, we, we we got two of the three indicators I need for the top to be in. The two are, first of all, that there are some business cycle indicators that are the leading indicators are telling us the recession is coming. I need the top in the rates, in the yields. We have seen that now. We're starting to see yields coming down, especially in Germany and elsewhere and in Europe. This was the top in the, this business cycle. That's the second sign, and the third sign is I need to see is the deterioration in the uh, in the in the stock market. But that will come through some of the technical analysis that I do. Um, when I look at the, the at the at the uh, business cycle at the the economy, I look at the um, all the coincident indicators, which will be the job market, especially. Uh, again, if you look at momentum you can start actually RSI and use that on some of the labor market uh, data we get. You'll actually start to see that when the, the when the deterioration comes there and it starts to accelerate, that is the moment you want to get out. So I have some indicators in place there that I use. So we are, again, initial claims is one of the the, the things that I'm looking at and, and we don't see that move up yet. I mean, that comes quite suddenly, I think, when we start to see the economy not doing well. Um, but, but the market will probably top out one two three months before we see the uh the recession set in
0: okay so that's when you expect to
1: move to treasuries t-bills us dollars right and what kind of exposure I can get there are some ETFs that I look at here especially being a European uh to to get along the dollar yes okay That's, that's the that's the only game in town at that point I mean that's you do not you don't want to try to see him. See, you can outsmart things. I'm not, you know, I don't want to short the market because I think the volatility going down will be very high. Um, there may be, you know, other options out for for some people, but I think there will be enough to to play. And especially the deflationary part of this, the crisis that we're going to see unfold next year, um, will be limited in time because obviously the Fed will step back in, and then you have a new phase coming.
0: When when you think longer term as in you're sitting at the table in 2030, and you're reflecting on the investment decisions that you've made over the last seven years, where do you expect to be really happy that you allocated capital, and where do you expect people to be very disappointed as where they allocated capital?
1: I think, um, again, as I said, I'm a great gold bull, but just not at these prices. So I think that when we get into the moment of the next time, the next time the the Fed makes uh, a, a response to response to the deflation that we will see uh, unfold here, then I think gold and silver will, and minus gold, and silver miners will be fantastic, and that's one of the things I'm getting ready for. I think that play comes late next year, maybe late 20, uh, early twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, um depends on how long the deflationary phase will, will, will last and when the Fed stops back, gets back in. And I think you can see 10, 20, 30 times on, on some of the miners' uh, time some, uh, on, on on the price uh, if you get in on the right at the right price level. If you get in at this point here, then I think you'll be very disappointed because you're going to see them half in price or even maybe some of them get decimated in mm-hmm. terms of price on the miners. Uh, I see the GDX going below $10, so I don't think you want to get in at this point here. Um, and if you look at it, it's been going down, it, no matter what, the, uh, what, what what gold has been doing over the last few uh, months here, you actually see you don't have GDX anywhere near the top, or we don't have silver anywhere near the top. And what you really want to have in a, in a precious metal uh, bull market is uh, silver and the miners to actually outperform gold, gold and you don't have that. So so the you, I don't think it's a game now. But if you say say 2030, I think that the game is for getting into that. And that it's a commodity play. It'll be a commodity play from the moment the Fed steps in back in again. And uh, But precious metals will be fantastic at that point. But we are not at that point yet. Um, I think a lot of people will be very, very disappointed. In 2030, I think it will become very clear that a lot of cryptos will simply have been hot air and uh, and people will unfortunately lose a lot of money on that during the deflationary phase
0: okay yeah appreciate that so good context to get your near-term outlook we're in the midst of a blow off top maybe three to five more months to run on that uh at which point you're going to want to pivot to cash right the only game in town that you're going to want to play instead of trying to time little nuanced movements mm-hmm. in the market uh but stepping back take a bigger picture, you know, you you are estimating that we're in some kind of a secular commodity bull market that will really kick off once the Fed steps back in and begins easing policy again. Correct?
1: Yeah. Correct. Okay. Now,
0: when you think through that, uh, that commodity market, maybe I think you said, you know, maybe think 2025 ish, right? Because we got to go through those first two steps prior to. Um right do you look at all hard commodities soft commodities are you specific to to metals like thoughts on the copper market for example
1: Well I I don't look into the copper markets in in, in particular I think this as I said it will be an all uh, commodity play okay. the reason being uh simply we're going to see something similar to what we saw after the fed jump in last uh, in in the, during the corona crisis also and we saw the rest of the world over the administration around the world starting to stimulate the economy Uh, and what we may see there next time is that if you start coming out again with monetary easing and the economy is sluggish in terms of turning because you have had people investing into after the corona crisis building up their capacity now they have to bring it down again because you get a a bust well then they will be more hesitant and start doing the investment and that's why you're going to see a more sluggish turn on the economy but the money that comes out from the Fed will then start to find other ways around. That's why I think you can have a stagflationary phase uh, where the economy doesn't recover, but you actually start to see money starting to, and, and the, the 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 velocity of money starting to to rotate faster. So so I don't think it's about, you know, copper or, or you know, gold and silver. I think there will be the miners. It will be fantastic play. It will be a, a a leverage play on 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 commodities so i think it's on on general basis uh yeah commodity play it's more about finding the right gold silver miners copper miners whatever it is uh that that will you know do well here what i fear most of that phase is actually that you'll see the um you probably see a lot of havoc in the economy because uh pension funds and the likes will have you know a certain amount of you know risk expo- risk uh, in, in 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 exposure in terms of you know uh, uh equities and they will have then this you know more secure part in in bonds and the likes and then you'll have that you know normal balance but in that kind of environment that i'm talking about here both of these will do tremendously bad and that's why i think we're going to see a lot of, you know, larger pensions, pension funds and the likes can have, you know, tremendous, pro- you know, large problems coming into, to that part of the um, of the crisis. And this is also why I think the the crisis can be extended. So, so I don't I don't look into a particular sector uh, in that, but I am looking into actually getting into that only game in town at that point. And that's why the whiplash we're going to see over the next coming month here, getting in, staying risk uh, in risk assets for a long as long as. As it's, as it's the right uh, place to be, uh, getting out in due time, getting into cash, getting into the commodity at the right time, and then actually understanding that when you get even further down the road, it will be a great place to, to come into some of the uh, large equity. Uh, uh, yeah, some of the, the, the larger equities we see around the world. So, so I think there is a whiplash coming on to us here, and it's going to be very, very difficult to navigate for a lot of people.
0: Now, stepping back even further, You're in Europe. Yeah. Uh, What's your take on the longevity of American dominance right now? Are we entering, you know, a a multipolar world where the United States empire or the US dollar is no longer the only game in town from a global trade perspective? Are we in the sunset years of the American empire, or is that just, uh, that's a seductive narrative that doesn't hold water, and we're still in the era of the American uh, globe. What, what's your take?
1: I, I think it'll take a long time before we actually see the the dominance, the hegemony of the U.S. dollar diminish or or, or getting or, or, or disappear. Mm-hmm. I think there will be a situation coming down the road here where we, if we get to a stagflationary world, and we start to see inflation actually becoming a problem, Uh, I mean, I'm not talking the next year and a half, two years, yeah, I'm talking after that, uh, where we see another spike in inflation and we see the economy is still sluggish, Um, you will probably start to hear that, you know, U.S. is exporting the inflation to other parts of the world. Um, And that's where I think there will be, you know, discussions or at least a pressure for finding a new kind of setup. We had a monetary reset after the Second World War. Uh, at high debt levels where debt was actually the problem, I think we could see something similar to that, some kind of monetary reset where you know in a in a not in a in a revolutionary kind of way, but where we, we seek some kind of evolution into a more balanced um, world in terms where it's a basket of you know reserve currency or something like that. But I don't think that the revolution that we see from the BRICS or anything come up is going to to be the the um, a true comp- uh, uh, opponent or a true competitor to the U.S. hegemony at this point. Mm. down the road maybe but I I still think that the U.S and the western world will will be will, will remain the strength will have the strength of course uh we'll see that other parts of the world will come in also and become uh and and, and be stronger but but I don't think that the us dollar is here to uh, will, will disappear the strength will, will disappear just within again you can see it move up I, I think we're going to see a very very strong dollar going into uh into the deflationary bust which means 120 on the Dixie uh, and that is going to be devastating. And that again, let's just the the path here, I'm saying 90 first on Dixie, and then I'm saying 120 on Dixie. So it's going to be a very, very uh, tough run. But obviously, you need the Fed in at that point to make sure that the the, the dollar doesn't uh, strangle the whole world. And in that process, I think we're going to see the dollar decline. And we're starting to hear something along the lines of now the dollar is losing its strength, or it's uh, whatever. Um, I don't see that the next many, many years. Um, but of course the world can change. And I think there will be a, a, a push for that because we don't, uh, it, obviously it's also unbalanced that you have one country that can sit and, you know, dominate the world in the way it does right now with the, through the U S dollar.
0: Okay. I look, I appreciate that take Henrik. Um, I want to push people to your platform. So first and foremost, the zbergreport.com what can people find there and why should they visit the Zberg, com?
1: so i um i what what we do there? Uh, I have weekly shows there where I try to explain people where I see the economy heading, and I tie that up with the uh, with the markets. I have a holistic perspective on it, meaning that I'm taking not just one or two approaches to to observe and to analyze the market. I actually have a model where all factors need to to play in and to be um, to be in line. If they are not, then there is a problem with. And, and in earlier this year, we, well, I've been saying all year and the the subscribers will know that, that, you know, actually this is going to be a very strong bull market. And uh, so there's no surprise among the subscribers there. So what they will find is a, uh, a balanced approach and understanding on the, of the economy and how it actually affects the the markets. Not so much about the chit chat about what the Fed says or the Powell says or whatever, but more about, what are the structural uh, setup here and and where can we see uh, the 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 economy and markets heading and um, and then I mean I'm not a bull you a permanent bull or a permanent bear. I call it by the uh, from what I see in the business cycle and also how I analyze the markets based on Elliott waves and based on other technical analysis that I, I use. I'm looking at your
0: Twitter right now and I love your header by the way. It's the cover of a newspaper that says, Stock market invincible, buy buy buy. Experts say, and the date is October twenty second, nineteen twenty nine. At Rick Zeeberg on Twitter as well. Is that? The, wait a minute. Does the title say the Onion though? Which paper is this?
1: I I, I can't remember. It's something I took <laughs> down from from uh, from, the, from the internet somewhere. But right. <laughs> the thing is, I I think we're heading into that phase, and I, uh, you know, we need to we, we, when we start to hear that and uh, that the you know. We, in the next two to three months that when the stock market just keeps going up and we reach you know new much higher levels than where we're at right now then people will start to think okay this is just a new regime and we're going to see you know stock markets continue from here and you know just buy everything so i think the euphoria phase uh, is when we if we talk four, four or five months from now will really develop and that's what i'm alluding to here and i think we will actually see you know something maybe not as tough as 1929 but you know something really really bad and much worse than what we saw during the financial crisis
0: okay well those euphoria stages can make you a lot of money if you're paying attention and you're careful and agile exactly. so right, and Tom. Look, look henrik i appreciate your time thanks for coming on today it's always great catching up with you and getting your perspective um love to do it again sometime in the future
1: thank you for having me on and i'd love to come back on
0: all right